0: OK, as always, it's a Thursday lunchtime, which can mean only one thing. It's when I get to talk to the absolute legend that is Kerry Dixon, the highlight of my week, and I know a highlight of a lot of other people's weeks who uh, listen to this show.
1: How are you, mate? You all right? I'm very well, thank you, Dave.
0: Good stuff. Now, did you enjoy Monday night?
1: Well, I thought the atmosphere was excellent, I have to say. Um, I knew it would be a big game. Um, people the neutrals if you want would say it would be ruined by a sending off um, it was a very close affair I did realise that United are an improving outfit um, but I thought we did very well as well um, I thought it was an even game and uh, you know it, it, it's quite ironic we were talking last week about the merits of Kante you know has he got more than McAuley and what he can do does he offer chances does he create no but he breaks up but of course he comes up with a winner in an important game like that Um Fantastic for him. He's uh, he's certainly pushing his own um, credentials, if you like, for player of the year in in all capacities, uh, whether it be Chelsea's or on a bigger stage, perhaps a PFA or Premier League or Football Writers or whatever. But nevertheless, uh, come up with a very important goal, and it was the one that decided a very tight game. So yes, I was very pleased, and um, it, it was a very good win. And it wasn't the draw I wanted. I have to be honest. Um, it, none, there wouldn't have been an easy draw uh, But given the choice I possibly would have gone for Arsenal At this stage But we've got <laughs> Spurs who, uh, who I think Give us a decent couple of games this year And you know We're, we're relatively unlucky Not just to have The three points um, Off of us I thought they were worth a point At the bridge But never mind It's going to be a tight affair Let's hope the fact that They can't play at Wembley Too well Um We'll continue and uh, we progress to
0: the final. Yeah, indeed. I mean, we'll uh, no doubt we might might go back to that in a minute. I, th- I thought actually you were, you were spot on, mate, uh, in what you said. I, I felt it. It was a brilliant atmosphere. I've got to be honest. I love I love evenings like that, and they really are to be cherished, especially if you win. But I've got to be honest, it was a lot a lot more tense than I felt that it needed to be. I mean, we 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 could and perhaps should have had that dead and buried way before way before we did. Although, of course, on the bright side, yet again, uh, Mystic Chidge predicted the uh, results spot on. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I think you've done very well. Uh, I mean, it, it, when we started off, it was a bit shaky getting results right, but yeah. way out on the predictions. But yeah. we've tightened up and perhaps between yourself or or maybe we've managed to get a result. I was, I'm always a little bit, or not always, a little bit more extravagant, perhaps, in, in my view, that Chelsea will win. Um, but I thought United would, would be tight. But I thought we would be, better, would be better by a couple of goals. They will always say it would be slightly different if Ibrahimovic and if and, and Herrera hadn't been sent off and so on. But nevertheless, the result is the result for whatever reason. And uh, you you were quite right. You were spot on.
0: There we go. If only I'd put some money on it, eh, Kerry? For next time, maybe. <laughs> um, Listen, one of the things that really came out of the game for me, I, I, which I thought was very interesting, was was I, I felt it was a real a clear tactic uh, by United to try and kick Hazard out of the game, which is interesting because of course we've talked about this and we felt that he is a bit susceptible to that. But number one, um, I, I'm interested as to how you felt the referee dealt with it. I mean, he he sent her, you know, sent Herrera off, which I th- was obviously the right thing to do in my opinion. Um, but do you think he handled it well? And and the second thing is just kind of talking about Hazard a bit, you've already mentioned Kante, but I've got, you know, it's a real truism, I think, isn't it? That the big players turn up for the big games. And I I thought Hazard and Kante had an excellent game, but, but what do you think of the ref? First of all,
1: um, I think he did. Okay. I think, uh, you know, tight games, he's always going to get criticism, you know, especially with the likes of Jose on the side, you know, he's constantly on the, on the officials back, whether it be the fourth official or the main man himself. Um, I think the the sending off, it was the correct decision in terms of two bookings. Um, Hazard does have a habit of getting kicked when he was player of the year a couple of years ago. Um, I think he was the most fouled man in the Premier League. Um, And, you know, he invites tackles. People have got to time it right. When you don't get it right, certainly in big games and big atmospheres and referees under a little bit of pressure, you've got to get it right. And if you don't, He paid the consequences. Um, I think it was the right decisions. I think it was a little bit harsh. I don't think they were, um, you know, seriously bad challenges, but they were two bookables in my opinion. And, you Mm. know, second bookable went in for the second one having been booked. And well, you know, the consequences, Um, you, you, you you walk in the line, as they say, and uh, he crossed it in terms of what the referee thought was fair and paid the price. Ultimately it would have proved the difference. So, you know, One rash moment from Herrera, arguably, arguably would have made a difference. But you know, everyone will argue all sorts of different things, and you know, United fans would see it differently. Um, But it was a good game, and I I, I think slightly the better side won. um, Albeit, it might have been different if if Ibrahimovic would have been playing, and it might have been different if they'd have had eleven. But you know, that's to their cost, and uh, Chelsea took advantage and quite rightly were were the better side.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, I, it is an interesting thing. I, I, to be really honest with you, mate, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it. You know, if 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 that's the tactic that you're going to use to stop their best player, go for it. It's up to the referee uh, to to deal with it. And and to be fair to the ref, I think he did deal with it okay. And. And it was really good to see that Hazard was therefore able to play. I'll be honest with you, mate. I thought we were much, much the better side than United on the night. I mean, you know, we had so many chances, which on another night we we should have buried. So, do,
1: do you do you believe that uh, before the sending off um, or after the sending off?
0: Uh, well, that's a very good point. I mean, I think the sending off absolutely changed the game, and it made it a lot easier for us. Um, and I thought I thought it was a very even, and tense, and tight game. Before that, uh, but I don't I don't really remember United having too many chances at all, even in that period. And we had, you know, remember De Gea made a couple of good saves yeah. before that. They had on, the rational so...
1: chance where he got through and, and yeah, it the yeah. left an and, and Courtois, of course, saving his feet. Made superb his feet. save, wasn't it? You know, yeah. uh, important save at an important time, of course. Yeah.
0: Yeah, brilliant. I mean, that's the only clear-cut chance I remember them having in the entire game, to be fair. It just, you know what, it makes me wonder at the moment, and, and and I think, you know, again, this kind of speaks of how perhaps Mourinho approached this game. But I, I have a real sense at the moment that we actually have the edge on both United and, and Mourinho, and I think he knows it. Uh, you know, that's the first time they've lost a game, if you if you don't include the, uh, the defeat to Hull, which, of course, Jose, bless him, doesn't. But that's the first time they've been beaten since we'd stuffed them 4-0.
1: Yeah, they're undoubtedly an improving side. Um, he, you know, for credit to Jose, he's, he's getting the best out of uh, the players mm. that he has. Um some people say, well, he spent a lot of money; he's entitled to to do that. Uh, but it takes a while for them to settle in. Um, I think he will get it right, and I think there will be a stronger side once again next year. I think, uh, and I hope, I have to say that they go on and win the Europa Cup. Um, Chelsea fans might not agree. I'm not one of these people that um, uh, believe that uh, I want, uh, say, Rostov to win the cup, and I don't want no other English team to win. I'm an, I'm, I'm an Englishman as well, um, and yeah. first and foremost, if you like, some people are Chelsea fans before they're an English English person. But oh, I'm an Englishman, and uh, I want English teams to win things. Um, I want Manchester United to actually win that competition. Um, There's far more fun sitting watching television if you're going to watch it, watching United play in the final, than say a Rostov versus. Uh, someone else, uh, a Krasnodar or someone like that. So, you know, uh, that's the way I view it um, and I hope we go on uh, uh, and Jose and United win that, win that particular competition.
0: Well, you know, that's very lovely of you, Kerry. And I think actually it's quite old school. I do remember you know, when I was a kid, it was always I think it was a bit different in those days though because things like the European Cup, for example, you'd only have the champions in there. You'd have the English side in there. So, in a sense it was a lot easier to back the English side and I think it's, it's a fairly modern day phenomenon that... Uh, you know now we we have fellow english clubs in there who are perceived as rivals so i think the whole the whole dynamic's changed but you know i know what you mean and I, and i remember for example i remember when you played played for for england i mean i remember being so proud that a chelsea player was playing for england and you know i think we we've talked about this on the show before i think that whole whole thing has changed but i love you for it mate well done um you know, we we talked about the finishing, and I, I felt that Costa had a, a a poor game for him, which was a shame. But of course, there's been some rumours this week that uh, uh, Romelu Lukaku is not signing his Everton uh, contract, so it, it, he may well be, you know, looking for a move. Um, would you would you take Lukaku?
1: I think we've touched on it before previously. Mm, we and, haven't, we you know. I, I I think he's an improving player. Chelsea at the time, um, you know. Uh, wouldn't have found game time for him. Um, certainly not under Jose, who, who didn't fancy him. Um, I, I think they'd done a good deal. They made money on him. It might be to their cost now because he was a youngster, and, and you know youngsters improve, and you can see the improvement in Lukaku. He's got a good scoring record in the Premier League, and he's got a good scoring record for his country. Um, anyone with that, you know, and he's still got room for improvement. Um, yeah, if Diego Costa is not going to be about, and that's an if, mm. Um, mm. I would certainly look at Romelu Lukaku. But it all comes down to how the manager is going to view his team, how he's going to play, how he wants to play, and what players he has at his disposal in the summer. Um, you know, if you're keeping the same squad and Costa stays, Lukaku, you know, does the club buy him and then stick him in the reserves or don't give him game time? Does Costa then accept staying at Chelsea if you like and Sharing the duties in and out every week, and do you get the best out of them players when they're doing that? It's, you know, it's a tough call. Uh, But on the face value, would I have Lukaku in my squad, available for selection each week? I'd probably say yes.
0: Yeah, it's a really it's going to be I think the the big debate over the summer, isn't it? But I I I would take him. But I think if you are going to take him, like you kind of implied, you have to play him, and I don't think he'd come unless he felt that he was going to play. And and I think you you're kind of getting into a really interesting situation really. It's a bit like the whole Czech and Courtois argument of a few years ago. You know, what you've Absolutely. got with, with Lukaku is 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 maybe, you know, five to ten years of him, potentially, and you've got potential. Whereas of course with Costa you've got the finished article, but for how long? You know, it's gonna be a really interesting article. I'm kind of moving on from that a little bit actually, because it's a good point, because we're now getting to that stage where you know, we're coming towards the end of the season. It looks like we're going to win the title, although we can't say it until we do. Uh, and, of course, we'll be back in Europe next season, and, and that's something that we like to do well in. And my feeling at the moment is that this is probably going to be the most important transfer window we've had in years because I think that, that Conte really does need to to strengthen the squad, certainly to take Europe into account. But there are, there are areas where he can strengthen. And, frankly, I think he needs to be backed 150% because he's proved what he can do with limited, uh, fairly limited resources, but he needs to be backed. I mean, A, do you think we need to strengthen him? B, do you think the club will back him?
1: Well, I think uh, you've raised a great point. Um, The club will back him if necessary. Um, It's not a case of having a manager and then don't back him. The club will understand that there's Europe as well. You don't have to be just the manager. You know, all the departments, you know, we'll, we'll realise we need some strength and depth. If uh, Batshuayi is going to be or is not going to be the, per, the person to, um, to take on the mantle and be a similar Diego Costa, if indeed he stays and so on, um, then we have to have someone who is prepared to go in uh, and hit the ground running, as they say, produce the same sort of results in terms of goals and, and not disrupt team performance, which will allow Costa... To miss one or two games, not something that I have, I'm an advocate of either. I don't think that you know players would be looking to miss games, but I understand to a degree the games in Russia and then coming back and playing and maybe a bit tired. Um, I mean, I certainly would would not be one that would accept it and would not be one that would um, would have it. But I never actually had to experience it, so people who have have told me that yeah, it can take it out of you and so on. But You know, the thing I've said before, the Lampards and the JTs, they didn't get rested too often in the Drogbas, you know? And they did all the games. So, you know, we're talking about how many do you rest, players, or don't you? Um, We have got room for a top-class centre-forward. We've got room for a top-class centre-forward alongside Diego Costa, who's prepared to share the duties, and whether Diego Costa is prepared to share the duties himself. It's going to be an interesting point. Um, I think the manager has to manage the situation correctly. There will be one or two feathers ruffled, if indeed that be the case. Um, it's happening at United. You know, you've know, you got the you know the Rooney's getting his nose pushed out a little bit. You've still got the young Rashford coming in. You've got Ibrahimovic playing most of the games. It's the sort of situation where you have to manage players. Conte appears to be the man to do that. The club should back him. Yes, we do need another striker, but I think uh, it's not just a case of pick one and get on with it. It's a case of having a good look, not necessarily only at their um, scoring prowess and their abilities, but also their mindset.
0: Mm. I, well, it is going to be interesting. I mean, the reason I raise it now is because, of course, I don't think that the club have been particularly smart in the transfer window. You know, the last two or three goes at it, and I mean, we know that, that Jose was particularly rankled by it last summer. But I just feel that Conte is no fool. I mean, you know, I, he 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 comes across as a wonderfully humble and a lovely guy. But, you know, he is, you know, he's a very determined individual. And I have, a, I have a fear that if he feels that he's not being backed, he's not going to hang around. And I think that we've got, in, in Conte, we've got one of the best managers in the world. And if we can keep him for a while, we, we could dominate for quite a few years. So that I hope the club get that and, and they give him what he needs and wants.
1: Well, I tend to disagree slightly. Um, I think that, you know, Chelsea Football Club is one of the best clubs in the world. It pays Hmm. some of the best monies in the world. Players want to come there. Managers want to come there. Managers want to be part of it. Um, They would like their own way, but they're also realistic. The club have a say. The club will still be there whether they come or go. Big managers have come and gone. Um, I think, you know, the case of he won't hang around much. You know, well, where else are you going to go? You know, there there aren't too many clubs who are going to be um, like Chelsea, prepared to back you to a degree. I think he has to work with the club and I don't necessarily go along with the uh, scenario that back me or I leave. You know, Chelsea Football Club will still be there. Once the players to trade somewhere else, there's always plenty of other managers.
0: Mm mate, I think Kerry Dixon's just put that one straight in the back of the net, 1-0 to Kerry I have to agree with you on that that's a fair point, but I just think it's a worry, I, I think a lot of supporters they've absolutely fallen in love with this guy and and I think we and I think it's what, the other thing is, mate, if you, if you look back on, you know, what he started to do at Juventus, once he gets on a roll you know, they, they, I mean, Juventus were pretty much unstoppable uh, in the Italian, uh, in Syria app. I mean, I know he, he didn't do so well in Europe, but uh, you know, I, I just hope they give him what he needs because I, I just think uh-huh. that we're going to be on such a such a brilliant ride for the next few years if we keep him. Um, anyway, just to kind of put a, put a line underneath the cup match, and I mean, we we did talk about Spurs a minute ago. Um, I think you're right. I think it was definitely the toughest of the uh, of the sides that we could have got. Um, but I, I I presume you're still feeling quite positive about it.
1: Of course, I think we're the best side around at the moment. Um, I think all the other three teams have got problems. Harry Kane, sadly for England and, and a big loss for Spurs. Um, if mm. indeed he misses the majority of the run, in which it appears likely, um, I send my regards to him. Uh, you know, albeit most people would say unlucky or whatever. It certainly is it's the Chelsea podcast, but you know, like <laughs> I've said before, Harry Kane's an excellent centre forward, and yeah, it'll be a big loss player. to Spurs. Um, fortunately for Chelsea, if he misses the semi-final, it's going to be a plus for us. Um, yeah. Ch- Tottenham will still be a good side. Um, But I think we're the best side around. I think Um, of the four, they've all got their problems. City defensively, as we've seen time and time again, excellent going forward. Arsenal, their indifference, if you like, at the moment, blowing hot and cold as normal, can be great, can be poor. Um, And, you know, one or two defensive frailties as well. So, I think all round we're a solid outfit and uh you know, you know what we're gonna get. And none of the none of the other three teams would have wanted Chelsea in that draw. So mm. yes, I'm happy. Um but I'd have been happier with either of mm. the other two, I have to say.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's. I couldn't disagree with any of that. I mean, all I can say is that I hope we have a repeat of the semi-final in 2012 where we stuffed Spurs 5-1, which is possibly one of the most... I don't think I've ever laughed at a football match as much as I did that day, and I hope for a repeat of that. So there you go. Cheech JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV. Oh, chich! I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live—it's <laughs> all too much. <laughs> I know, J.K. I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have. Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do. no more tears for you. Oh thank you. Thank you, Nord VPN. I'm so happy I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jinge? Well, to get the best discount off your Nord VPN plan, go to NordVPN.com forward slash Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's thirty day money back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, we should move on to uh, to the forthcoming match this Saturday which is which is Stoke away a fixture carry that uh, many many <coughs> dread. Uh, thankfully it's not on a cold, wet uh, midweek night, which gives me some sort of hope, but um, it is a tough old fixture, Stoke,
1: away, isn't it? Always, um, but, you know, Eddie Miesveski, um, Mark Hughes, um, Chelsea connections, where the people think that they're good connections, bad connections or okay connections, they are connections, Eddie's a very good friend of mine, um, Sparky done well for the club, um, they've done very well for Stoke, I have to say, um, it's a club that basically is renowned as a mid-table side. Um, They pull off some shocks. They're a hard side to beat. They've got a wonderful crowd, very raucous and noisy. And you're quite right, on a wet, cold night, it's a real tough place to go. On a Saturday afternoon, slightly better, um, but it's still going to be a tough game. Um, It's one of them games I I put up as, if you're going to win the league, Stoke away, Everton away, places like that, you've got to go and take points um, and you've got to take three points Um, Champions take three points um, minimum one point if you start losing at them places it's a difference and you allow the chasing teams to catch you Um, Chelsea need to come away with something I think they will and if I was a betting man I say that tongue in cheek um, it would be I would be earing on the side of Chelsea win stroke draw Mm. That's where I'd yeah. be looking at. Um you know, before I've you know, i said Chelsea Body i we've got better players. But you know, you talked earlier on about Hazard getting kicked out of the game. Well listen, Stoke used to be one of them tests. There was another one, Bolton away when when Allardyce was yeah. managing. It was one of them right. We put that right when Frank Blackburn, it's another one. You know, we put that right when Frank scored a couple to win the league up there at Bolton. But um Stoke away, difficult game. And they're up for every Chelsea game because of the connection. Chelsea by the odd goal for me, but um, mm. I tell you what, it wouldn't surprise me if it went the other way. If if Chelsea aren't up for it, it's one of them. I've said it on this yeah. podcast before. If you're not up for this game, and this is uh, Conte getting to know all the ground in the Premier League, he hasn't been. A, I don't know if he's been. He hasn't been to Stoke yet. No, um, no,
0: he wouldn't have been. Yeah.
1: He hasn't. You know, every ground is a learning curve and every ground brings something. Um, this atmosphere, everything else, players, they're going to know about it at the end of the game if they don't like that before the game. So um, beware. It's one of them fixtures for me.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree with that spot on mate. I mean, they've got to be absolutely 100% on it. Uh, uh you know, not just concentration-wise, but physically as well. They've got to be up for that challenge. And, and and it is a tough it is a tough fixture for us. We've only apparently won twice in our last seven at Stoke. And and it's interesting actually because I think earlier on in the season Stoke Stoke were playing a, a much more attacking game and 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 were quite often getting stuffed by the big boys like they did by us. And uh, Mark Hughes uh, deliberately changed tactics when he went up to City the other week, and of course they drew nil nil. And I thought they played very, very well. So I, I can see him setting up in a similar way to us. And he's not gonna, he's not gonna want to leave himself vulnerable at all. And he, he's gonna want to get the result. I don't know what it is about Mark Hughes. He always seems to, 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 you know, because you know he's a Chelsea supporter, you know, as well as having played for us. Uh, and, I, and a lot of us still love Mark Hughes.
1: No, apparently.
0: No, he's a boyhood boyhood fan. Uh, well, listen,
1: I mean, I, did, I, loved, I know Peter. I know
0: Peter Crouch is a Chelsea fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Hughesy, Hughesy definitely is. I mean, I loved him as a player for us. He's absolutely my kind of player. I Absolutely loved him, but he always seems to try twice as hard uh, when he's managing a club against Chelsea, uh, which worries me. So he he will he will want he will want to get a result. Um, and as I said, I think uh, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a really tight game. One thing very quickly, actually, um, Costa. Uh, presuming he plays, of course. Uh, if he scores, it'll be his 50th uh, Premier League goal in 80 appearances. And apparently only four other strikers have have done it quicker than he has, which is Andy Cole, Alan Shearer, Van Nistelrooy, and Torres. So um, I, I hope he scores. I think that would be a lovely achievement for him. Do you?
1: Yeah, why not? Um, if that be the records and so be it. Um, like i said to you before, um, these records are great for modern-day players playing in an era... Um, Premier League records uh, for me. Um, are Premier League records. Then uh, you've got all-time records, and you've got different types of records. You know, at the end of the day, it's a wonderful achievement to score 50 goals in 80 games. Um, yeah, you know, great. Um, and it, and it's really good. And he doesn't need any um, records to prove his prowess to Chelsea fans. I think that uh, I hope he scores, and it's the one 0 win to Chelsea. Um, Premier League records, like I've said before, and I'll say it every time I'm I'm asked about Premier League records, sorry about this, but um, they're records created by a propaganda machine and I don't recognise them too much. (laughs) Um, So um, that's what they are. And if if, if Sky TV, if Sky lose uh, the Premier League and and they want to change the Premier League to something else, like uh, someone comes up with a big plan, um, all them records will be erased, and they'll be left along with the other old Division One records.
0: I love it, no, mate. I look, I can't disagree with you at all. With that I I I I really think as as a great mate of mine, who who I'm sure you might well have met, called Walter Rossen, who, who who's got a lovely expression, which is a load of old flannel, and I think that that's very appropriate for that. I think for me, you know, the issue with the the, the fifty and eighty, I I I think that's exactly the kind of goal scoring ratio that you. That you like to see from a from a what is I think a world class striker and and I, and I wasn't quite aware that he's would scored fifty or he might score fifty and eighty which is great. I'd be really interested to know how many games it took you to score fifty. I mean, I don't have I don't have the information, so I don't know. I, I'd be amazed if you um, remember. I don't know. Without,
1: do you remember? We, probably without being big-headed, I I'll suggest you take a look at the record books.
0: <laughs> I will. I will. I'll, I'll have to go and find out. I, you don't, you don't have to know, mate. Do you?
1: No, I don't really know. Um, I know for Chelsea, I've got—I um, don't know how many games. Um, but Thirty-four the first year, thirty-six the second year. So,
0: yeah. So that's got to be—it's it, going to be. Well, yeah, it's going to be around the same. I would have thought, isn't it? Yeah, seventy odd possibly. I—I've got a sneaking for suspicion, Kerry, that you got there quicker than Costa. Are we all happy now?
1: Anyway, I'm, well, I'm not saying that. But the comparisons <laughs> are, are there for people to be drawn and people can make their own conclusions, and I'm not saying
0: anything on it. <laughs> you're very humble, mate, but I bet you you did. Anyway, listen, I think we wrap it up with a prediction. I think we've almost pretty much done that. I, I, I'll be honest, I've was, i I've written it down before the show, and I, I'm saying 1-0 again to us, uh, and I do have a suspicion that Costa might score, so there we go, so I'm going to stick with that. And, and you're saying a 1-0 a or, a, or a draw?
1: I'm saying 1-0 win, um, but it yeah. all wouldn't surprise me. Yeah,
0: no, I think that that's shrewd actually. But there you go. All right, mate. Well, look, um, I, I look forward to the game as I always do. Uh, fingers crossed, we'll march on. I think I think if we do win this on on Saturday, another it'll be another big statement to everybody because I think a lot of the other people who still think that they're in with a sniff will be looking at this to say, "Oh, Chelsea might slip up here." So it'd be lovely to, 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 to yeah, it'd be lovely to put that to bed, wouldn't it?
1: Without doubt, um, the the teams that are chasing the pack in the pack will be certainly looking stoke away. Oh, come on, let's get our game. Something could happen there. So yeah, yeah. Chelsea, get your house in order. Be prepared. Come away with this. Huge three points. Lovely stuff.
0: Well, let's hope we bring them home. And uh, I'm not sure if we'll be doing a show next week because, of course, it's an international match, isn't it? Because uh, we've got that okay. break for the... Uh... The break for the Germany match and the Lithuania match, but you're doing a, you're doing a, um, you're you're doing a thing, aren't you? I, I say a thing. That's not exactly the way one should put no. it, but you're you're, you're <laughs> um, watching the game you There's people, is, is it the Sanctum Hotel again?
1: No, no, no. Planet Hollywood. Uh, Planet I, I Hollywood. Debut. I made my full debut against Germany, of course, West Germany. Of course, and, yeah. Um, Smaller a couple, so you know uh, it. Bring the fixture brings back some good memories for me, of course. Um, each time. Um, having scored a couple on that debut. And, you know, um, there's an opportunity to view the new documentary um, alongside that, or just before the game starts. And pie pine a burger, apparently. So, right. you know, um, yes, I will be doing it at Planet Hollywood um, during, the, during the international break.
0: And, and it's Wednesday, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah. Wednesday. Okay,
0: and... How do people get tickets if they want to go? Do you know?
1: I think it's the normal. I think it's the normal way um, through Midnight Productions. All um, oh, right. Uh, the people who made the film um, are pretty much um, doing a similar sort of situation as they have been at the Sanctum Hotel.
0: All right. Well, look, people, if you're listening, it's quite easy. Just go and Google Midnight Productions. I think it's do- I uk forward slash footylegends100, if I remember rightly. But uh, have a Google of that and get yourself a ticket if you want to, A, see Kerry's fantastic uh, documentary film about his career and life, and then follow that up by watching England Stuff, Germany, and Kerry uh, telling you how we did it. And I, I, as you probably, you may or may not remember this, Kerry, but I remember you hosted... Uh, England versus the USA in the two... Oh, I can't remember what World Cup it was. I think it was the one in South Africa. And I you did that for 888, and I went along there. I had a cracking evening, and I remember you and I shared quite a few drinks afterwards and had quite a giggle. So there you go. They're great evenings, those, aren't they?
1: Well, your memory is better than mine, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, depending on how many drinks it was, as uh, how much the memory, uh, well, is evoked.
0: Well, we did have a few, and I'm going to leave it at that. So there we go. So I wouldn't worry about not remembering. Mate, it's been fantastic as always. Great fun. Uh, Good luck for Saturday, and uh, we will speak again very soon, no doubt.
1: Thank you, Dave. Have a good weekend.